Hello and welcome back to Trusting God Through It All. Today's episode is dedicated to those of us who can get easily overwhelmed with what we see in the world around us. Those of us who I like to call overthinkers. (laughs) I tend to be an overthinker. Um, I tend to get caught up in my thoughts and the what ifs. I always have. Um, I do thank God that uh, through many, many years of trying to retrain the brain that I'm learning to not be someone who always thinks of worst case scenario. (laughs) I used to think I was just preparing for the worst and hoping for the best, but I think I was always just expecting that things were going to go bad and I better be ready for it. And I know that has to do with um, trauma. A lot of times when people experience some sort of a traumatic event in their life, they will kind of default to that, you know, I I guess it's a type of self-preservation and protection where you're trying to protect yourself from the shock of the unexpected negative thing that could happen. (laughs) And, uh, I've come to learn that that is not necessarily healthy or helpful. And in fact, it kind of is living in a constant state of stress, which is very unhealthy for the body and the mind. You're not living in peace. And that is not where God calls us to live. That's not what he desires for us. His his desire for us as his children is that we would live in that constant state of trusting him no matter what we see going on. And uh, it's not easy. You know, it's, it's something that has to be practiced. And it's like the Bible tells us to take every thought captive to the Holy Spirit. And so we have to be mindful of that. You know, we have to be mindful of the thoughts that we're thinking. And a lot of times I think we get caught up in just, um, almost like autopilot. We're just because we live in this world and we're just doing what we need to do day to day. And it's, you know, it's really having a relationship with the Lord is it has to be intentional if we're going to benefit from it and be a good witness of what uh, the power of having a relationship with God can do for people. You know, if, I've heard it said that, you know, the goal of God and us is not so that we would just be saved. You know, if salvation was the goal, then as soon as we accept Christ as Savior, be baptized, born of the Spirit, whatever you want to call it, then boom, we'd be gone and up in heaven or with Him. That's not the goal. I mean, once He redeems us, once He gets a hold of our hearts, then He starts working on our mind and renewing it and um, changing us into the likeness of Christ. And in the process of all that happening, we are called to be a witness to the power of a new life in Christ and the power of God and the goodness and faithfulness of God. And so the goal is that we would shine brighter and brighter as the days go on so that others around us can see, 
you know, the effects of knowing God and the benefits and the blessings of knowing God and putting our hope in Him. The Bible tells us to be ready to give an answer always for the hope that we have. So that's the goal. And yet we forget, you know, what we're really doing here um, sometimes. The other morning I was taking a walk and there's a park just right down across the street and halfway down the block. And it's early in the morning, so it's still dark out. And there's a big sign on the park that names it. And the sign is blinky. <laughs> it's, you know, it's lit up, but it's blinky. And I was, as I was looking at it, I was like, man, that's really annoying. That, that sign is blinky. It's not just this, you know, constant shining light so you can see what it is. It's blinky and it's, it's, I guess it's fluorescent, so it's even worse, but it's just like it annoys the eyes, you know? And the thought came to me, I wonder if that's what my life is like. Am I blinky? <laughs> Am I not shining my light constantly? You know, am I irritating others because I'm blinky? And it just, it made me laugh. You know, I love, I love lessons like that as I walk and talk to God. Um, he always uses the things around me to give me um, object lessons, and I love it. But I just want to challenge you. Are you blinky right now? Are you shining your light consistently and brightly so others can see clearly what you are about? Or are you blinky? You may be blinky because one of the reasons that caught my attention is because I know I'm being blinky because of what I'm going through. And I've been sharing about how I've been on this healing journey and how it connects to my emotional trauma from the past and baggage and just uh, really letting God in to heal the inner wounds of my life and then being relationships with broken people and being broken, a broken person myself and, and how that, you know, really affected negatively my physical well-being. And then thinking that I was healed and then, you know, boom, out of nowhere, you know, uh, another challenging situation arises and I have to go through something I don't want to go through. And now my whole life is, it has changed. And I at first saw it as a negative and I'm trying now to not see it as a negative. I'm trying now to love what is. You know, being grateful, even though I'm dealing with stuff that is very frustrating and challenging to, to deal with. It's new. Everything is, is a little bit different. You know, it's, I'm inconvenienced, to be honest with you. I am being inconvenienced in my life. Life is not simple right now. <laughs> and I'm guessing it's not meant to be because if it was meant to be simple, it would be. But anyhow, um, it's in that that I am still, you know, on this path of trying to figure it out and share my, my story with others so that they also can connect and, um, I guess, renew their thinking or, you know, get confirmation on what God's teaching them in their situation. And that's why I'm so thankful that I can come and share my story here. But this challenge of this new way of dealing with my everyday life, had me thinking as I look at the world and all that's going on right around us. And I'm sure if you're paying attention, you're seeing that things may be changing again. Um, nothing is sure. 
and they're talking about bringing back, you know, mandates and um, restrictions and all this junk. And the first thing I thought of was now what's going to happen? You know, I may not get the reversal that I'm hoping for. Um, you know, things could change drastically. Um, there, there's a lot of talk about stuff going on with banking and, you know, money and how that's going to look. And I mean, there's just, oh, it can get overwhelming, right? But if we look at all the things around us that are happening and changing and, and, and just, we really don't know what's going to happen. It's, it can be discouraging and a little unsettling on, on a lot of levels. And I think about that and I think, oh God, you know, am I going to have the, all of the supplies that I'm going to need for this, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. I've got an ostomy uh, for some who may not know what that is. That's a, a bag that I have to wear on the side of my abdomen for my bowels to be emptied because of the operation that it had to have for my bowel obstruction. And there's a lot entailed to that. You, you know, it's, it's not that simple. It's like, you can't, you have to constantly be changing this bag every three days. And so I have to, you know, reorder these things and they're pretty expensive. Um, and then there's other accessories, if I'll call them that, that go along with it to keep my skin around the ostomy site healthy and, you know, can't just let it be out there in the open. got to keep it free from infection and all of this. So there's a lot, you know, that I, as an overthinker, will think about. I immediately, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a manager, like God made me a, a manager type person. And um, I'm very good at it. I will, you know, kind of think ahead all the time of what's going to need to be done. So that can be a blessing, but it can also be um, a stumbling block. And so my challenge to myself is to stop thinking ahead so much. I know that we're, it's okay to plan and let God direct our steps. But for me, and maybe for some of you, thinking too far ahead or worrying, right? If we're honest, worrying about things that we have no idea uh, if it's going to happen or not can kind of take you out and it can make you blinky <laughs> because we're not meant to worry about what we don't know about. You know, this is, this world is not our forever home. And I know that for me, I can get caught up in the mundane of living in this world and just kind of going about the daily tasks and what's going on around me. And, and I think that it's wise for us to know the signs and the times that we're in and, and kind of uh, preparing on certain levels for what may come, but it can't be like our laser focus, right? We have to, we have to just kind of be mindful of it but yet our focus needs to always be on the Lord and the fact that he is sovereign. He is over all things. He told us beforehand what would happen uh, near the end of time. He told us things to look for, you know, so that we would be aware, but we're not ever to be fearful or worried or scared. And we're supposed to always be after the kingdom things. We're always supposed to be working towards the day of his return. And I think for me, as I've, you know, been over the years, 
um, as we, you know, as the years pass by, living out a life of faith and always trying to keep that in my mind. Yeah, we can get caught up in just, you know, that being our focus and then we're no earthly good, as some pastors would say. So we definitely need to have things aligned and prior, you know, prioritized. But we need to live our lives with the understanding that this is not our forever home, um, that it's fine to enjoy the good things in this life that God brings our way. It's great to have healthy, strong relationships and people that we love and, and share good times with, um, family, you know, church family, uh, whatever it may be. I mean, even, even at work, you know, if you, you, if you're blessed enough to have a job that you really love and enjoy and, and know that's where God has put you, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Um, not too many people get that blessing, but that still can't be your life. You know, um, we have to always be ready to leave this world. This is not our home. It's a physical world, but we're spiritual beings. You know, we're waiting for and hoping in the things unseen, our true home, the world to come, the one that's promised to us. When uh, God says that time is, you know, here. And I think that sometimes that's one of the reasons the body of Christ has become so ineffective in this present day. We as a whole have become caught up in the mundane day-to-day living, you know, cares of this world. Um, we don't, we don't live a life for the things of the kingdom. A lot of times, I mean, I know uh, just from relationships that I've had and I get it. It's, it's part of everybody's on their journey and everybody's at different levels of faith and living their faith out. But I've seen some people just so caught up in being a part of the world and what the world does, right? The sporting events and kids in sports and musicals and um, vacations and um, camping or hunting. I mean, you know, like that's the goal of their life. And you can tell by what they invest their money in and what they spend their time doing. And there's no talk even about what God is doing in it or through it or in their life or, or how they share the, the gospel anywhere, you know, and that's really what we're supposed to be doing. Like I said, at the beginning, when, when we, when we are saved, born again, whatever you want to call it in brought into the, the kingdom of light out of the kingdom of darkness, we are supposed to be taking that wherever we go. You know, as Jesus said when he was here, that the kingdom of heaven was at hand because it was with him. And and every believer who's born of the spirit of God, the spirit of Yahweh, Elohim, you have the kingdom, so to speak, a part of the kingdom within you. And you are meant to take that everywhere you go and allow it to impact the world around you at work, on, you know, on the sports teams, um, as you're on vacation, exploring God's creation, whatever that may look like, it needs to be God first in everything over all things. And I think that it's so easy for us to forget that. And then we're no longer seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we're living for ourselves in this world. It's, you know, getting comfortable here. 
And I think that's a very dangerous place to do to be is, is in being comfortable here in the earth because then we're no longer longing for our Lord to return. We're not longing for, for heaven in, in our home. And then we're not being busy doing the work. And, and then not only that, which, which that's, that's not a good place to be. But I think for me, I've found that as I do that, I stop seeking God so much, right? And I start kind of living in this world and I'm, I'm looking at things from a worldly perspective. And then I start leaning on my own understanding in everything. And then that's where this worry and fret and fearfulness comes in because now I'm leaning on my own understanding and the things that I see and, you know, what I think should happen or shouldn't happen because now I'm just living like the rest of the world. And if we think about what Jesus told us in Matthew, I think it's six. Yeah, Matthew six, he says, don't worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. And he, said, and he goes on to talk about, you know, the simplicity of the birds, right? And how the Father takes care of their needs. And then he, he reminds us, we're more important than the birds. So God's going to take care of our needs. And he talks about the beauty of the field, right? I love to go hiking. I love being in creation, especially in the spring. And you see all the wildflowers, you know, and the green, and that's like the newness of creation all around you, the birds. It's just an amazing time to really reflect on the goodness of God. And, you know, you look at that and you think, God, God takes care of the wild animals, always have what they need. And Jesus reminds us of that. If we could live in that simple way of thinking, you know, the, the worries and the fears and the striving can kind of fall away from us. And he adds in that same message that he's giving to those people and to us that we shouldn't be pursuing those things, the things of this world. Because even the pagans do that, right? The pagans have nothing, right? The unbelievers, that's what pagans are. They're they're unbelievers. They don't put their trust in God. They don't have hope. They're, They're striving and doing it all for themselves. And, you know, they're boasting about it. Look what I've, look what I've done. Look at my hard work and all that I've, earned and this is you know my kingdom so to speak god doesn't want us to live like that we are we are to put our hope in him and believe and trust that he will always provide for everything that we need and in doing that we are a we're not a blinky light we're shining bright because others can see even when we go through hard times that we have a, this confident hope and joy that never fades. And they're like, wow, you know, if that was me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. Or I've heard this a lot. How do you, you're so strong. How do you get through all this stuff that you've been through? And I always have to say, it's not me. It's God. God is my anchor. God is my constant. If it wasn't for God, I don't know where I would be. I mean, I've said that so many times. If it wasn't for God, I don't know where I would be. And I really, I mean that with all my heart. I don't know what would have happened to me if God had not stepped in. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even be here. But that's, you know, that's really where God wants us to live. um, As his children, trusting him. Jesus said, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God knows what we need and those things will be given to us. 
Now, one time I was working, I was managing a hotel, one of my favorite jobs. And this, these three young men came to stay one night. And when I came in in the morning, they were getting ready to leave. And they just caught my eye because they had this joy and this glimmer, you know, in peace in their eyes. And I, I asked them, you know, they had these little like uh, baby buggies with them and they were all packed with all these, you could tell they were obviously all their belongings or whatever was in them. And I said, what do you guys, you know, what's your story? And they were on a journey from, if I remember, I somewhere on the East coast to California, to the coast of California, walking. And that blew me away. And I was like, why are you doing that? And they're like, well, we just want to go everywhere we go. We just feel like we're supposed to take the message of Christ with us and share with people along the way, whoever God has us to meet. I was like, wow, that's amazing. They were young men, barely 20. And I said, well, what do you do when you know you need stuff? And they said, well, we pray and we ask God and he provides. I was like, no way. That is so awesome. And I felt like, wow, I don't think I've... I could have that faith. This was probably seven years ago now. It was in 2015, as a matter of fact. And I said, well, what if you're, you know, what if you need food or whatever? And they said, well, you know, we pray and we ask God and, and sometimes we meet people and they pay for us to stay in a hotel. Sometimes people give us uh, money for food. Um, sometimes we have money that we can buy. And, and then one of them said something so profound to me that I've never forgotten. He said, sometimes what we need is to sit on the side of the road in our tent and get into the word of God and just spend time with him. And I was just so blown away by their quiet, confident faith, you know, and their love for God. And this, I don't know, it was like a adventurous spirit in them to just see what God could do in their life when they just, you know, put him first and, and took his message of love and life and hope wherever they went. It was so incredible. I love, love, love meeting people like that because it inspires me and encourages me just to live that out in my everyday life. And I don't think I would ever, I better never say that because I was, I said I would never live in Texas and here I am, but <laughs> I just can't imagine, you know, walking across the, the United States taking the message of Christ, but they, they, they were, they were doing it. And one of them had a prosthetic leg even and and some health issues. And sometimes he needed to go back to see his doctor and they would have to fly back. And then their family would give him the, what they needed to get back to the point where they left off. But it's just an incredible reminder that that's really how God wants each of us to live our everyday life. Just trusting him, not leaning on our own understanding, you know, following him wherever he takes us, whether it's in a job or, you know, serving in the church or just being present in our neighborhood, Where, wherever we are, just letting our light shine and not worrying about what's going on in the world around us. You know, praying, absolutely. We need to, that's the other thing. We really need to be praying because Second Peter uh, chapter three, he talks about, you know, how we should be waiting for the day of his return. And we are to be working to hasten its coming. You know, a few verses before that, he says that God doesn't want that anyone should be destroyed, but that everyone should turn from their sins and be saved. So we know that not only are we to be active in sharing with others the hope that we have, 
and you know the way to find eternal life in Christ and and freedom and all of that good stuff. But we should be praying for God to send out workers into the harvest, as well as supporting people like those young men or um, missionaries or people that are really truly uh, active. You know, taking the truth of God wherever they go. That is one way that can help us to keep our focus on kingdom things. Getting involved with those kinds of activities and those kinds of ministries that will help us to stay focused on God and not ourselves and our life and what we're trying to do here on the earth. Um, it's a struggle, you know. Like I said, I know that God wants us to enjoy our life here, but that is not the goal of our life here. You know, we need to kind of make sure that our life priorities are lined up with what He He wants us to be doing and thinking on and focusing on. Set your eyes on things above, not on the things of this world. The scriptures say. Um, I I hope that encourages you today. I I know for me, I have to constantly remind myself to to keep my focus, to not get caught up worrying about things that I have no control over. Keep trusting that God is going to provide for every need that I have, no matter what. And that, you know, we, even if I have to go through even more trying times, it's an opportunity for God to show up in amazing and wonderful ways. That's really what I think all believers want is to experience God in miraculous, amazing ways, just like the Israelites did when they were set free from Egypt and they wandered through the desert. Man, God showed up in some of the the most amazing ways. Wouldn't you want to experience God in ways in your life where you know, you know, you're praying about a situation and when when you get what you need, you know it was God. That, that is just so I don't know, it does something to our soul, our spirit, when we can see God move and we know that we waited on him, we trusted in him, we prayed to him and he answered, not necessarily the way that we were hoping, but just that he answered in the way that was, we can trust was the best way. Because as for God, his, he is good and his ways are perfect. So I want to encourage you, read the word of God, let it get inside of you. Find ways to put the kingdom first and don't worry. Don't worry. Everything is going to work out the way that it should. Just keep trusting him and reflect on his goodness that you've seen in your life already. And um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see God move. Share this with others that you think can be encouraged by it. Um, Get out there, get involved. Take the kingdom of God with you wherever you go and let your light shine. Don't be blinky. (laughs) Until next time, I I pray that you have an amazing, amazing day-to-day walk with your Father in heaven, allowing him to help you prioritize and set things straight so that there's no striving and no worrying. Shalom.